This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So, the only thing left to say is, you win... Order now on the McDonald's app and you can also get rewards points delivered too so that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com The pensioners are back but with no walking sticks in sight. They're carefree wherever they may be. They're the famous CFC. Blue is their colour and football is their game. If you come to Stamford Bridge, you'll remember their name. It's the Chelsea Fancast on Love Sport with seven of the best for your chance to win a million pounds. Good evening, this is Love Sport Radio with your Chelsea fan show. The chaps from the Chelsea fan cast are, uh, are in the building, first and foremost. Marco's it, what pal? Buonasera, come oh. vai? Eh, bene, grazie, bene, grazie. Molto bene. We, we've got the interim as well, the interim gaffer. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> it's Jonathan Kidawe, pal. Oh, I'm very good, thank you. I used to. A very good week this week. Are you very still reveling in the frivolities of last night? And the f- f- frivolities of uh, of Ruben Loftus Cheek uh, scoring a hat trick. First, first hat trick since Didio Dogbra. 2006. Dogbra, I called him Dogbra. 2006. First by uh, a, a player from the youth. Since Clive Walker in 1982. Wow. Yeah. Wow, hey. wow, wow, wow. Yeah. A, A, foof. Absolutely Ooh. brilliant. Pulling out the stats tonight. Yeah. Left and I actually, I tweeted earlier on, somebody's got to do something tonight if they get selected. Lo and behold, he does it. Somebody does it. I don't think some of the rest fill themselves with great glory, but let's be honest, they were poor. They were poor, weren't they, Marco? They were poor. They were absurdly poor. Absurdly, absurdly. Not, not, not to undermine... 
the brilliance of the, Ruben's of, hat, hat yeah, trick. Yeah. I mean, they weren't quite a shah. Uh, I think they were, shah. actually. I think they were shah. absolute shah. Yeah. Absolutely. They, they weren't very good. Of course, we're talking about uh, Chelsea's opponents the last boys. night. In the year. <laughs> Are they called the Tractor Boys? Well, no, they make tractors, though, don't they? Yeah. Oh, they're not well, like Ipswich. Well, aren't they, aren't they the, most of them Belarus. in the Bouleries first team? I mean, the Bouleries national team. Bouleroos, didn't he used to play for centre off you? Yeah, that's right, he did. Good, you're Bouleroos. right. That's the cannibal. My mind was the cannibal was collecting to. But he, but he had the number nine shirt. Yes, he did, Bizarre. which was very confusing, wasn't it? Didn't yeah, Steve yeah, Sidwell yeah. wear number nine as well? He did. Yeah, well, which was well equally confusing. Yeah, very confusing. confusing. And, then confusing ben ho- and, and then Tao and, Ben Hoyne turns up, <laughs> and it gets even more confusing. And, and then Alvaro Morata got the number nine <laughs> shirt, and he went mental. <laughs> And he's as, he's as completely incompetent as all the others. I know. Oh, absolutely brilliant. Yeah, Chelsea 3, Bate Boris of 1 uh, was the score last night at the bridge. First and foremost, I mean, I think the most important question is, what's hospitality like? What was it like last yeah. night? Uh, no heron. I was no. a bit disappointed. The, uh, they've run out after Saturday. The Kingfisher toast. pie. Kingfisher. And funnily enough, um, some bizarre cauliflower pie. I was very disappointed. I looked at cauliflower? Also, there were no Smarties. Just had Skittles. I mean, uh, what's going on? What is going fruits on? made to make your mouth water. <laughs> if they had them, I'd like them. But you should have turned around to them and said, cauliflower, do I pay X, Y, Z for cauliflower? Cauliflower. Cauliflower. Well, there was, there was, there was curry or something. Cauliflower. 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 Yeah, a little bit of a trouser browner by the sound oh, of it. <laughs> well, I wear them already. They're already brown trousers. Yeah, I wear yeah. them. Cord- Corduroy. 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 Elbow pads. Little pipe. I've got a pipe. What a beagle. Yeah. I my beagle in walking sticks yeah well since the uh, since the accident ballroom dancing i have to have a, a walking stick two in fact I two two walking sticks goodness yeah. me but not quite a clutch um, <laughs> right yeah so uh, the view up from hospitality three one it was good happy it was, good. It was uh, well, you know it was pretty obvious from the very beginning that they were poor um so yeah and it gives we knew it would give everybody a runner i was just disappointed that um G- Giroud didn't fear to cover himself with glory much didn't really it's um, absurd it, it was absurd like isn't it loftus cheek running from deep into the positions where Giroud was just stood there picking his <laughs> yes, nose. That's true. Yes, <laughs> yes. What was it like Quite over Gate bizarre. 17 way? It was. I actually watched the game from the west lower. Oh. But I'll be in, in Gate 17. I, I, I like to use the um, cup games to wander around the bridge <laughs> to sample. Was it, was it 20 quid? As well, all those things. Yeah, they're all 20, yeah, weren't yeah, they? Yeah, yeah. Because it's packed. I thought that was really, really excellent. Well, fiver for the kids. Excellently done by the club. Yeah. You know, good. Chad had brought his little girl. She's only two yeah, to yeah. her first game. That was completely yeah. brilliant. This is Chelsea Chadder, who's the, you know, great. Shout great, out. Great, he has great, millions yeah, great, of followers. Yeah, great stats, man. He puts great yeah. stuff up there, old. old. The, what I find annoying is he puts, puts games up, and I think, oh, God, I went to that game. Well, it's, oh, guys, 1970. Oh, dear. Well, you went, actually, a little plug for Chad's book that yeah. I'm publishing imminently 100 memorable matches yes. and yes. you went to the first one which was in September 1905 <laughs> Stockport <laughs> County I admitted away. to that one yes, yes I did I was there yes. I had my rattle Yes. 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 Rosette. Yes, of course. Made by your mother. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> Silk ribbon. Goodness me. I had a Stockport Town <laughs> rosette as well. Did you, you really? You, you wear them both. 
<laughs> Did you have beer mats sewn to your trousers? To my nipples, actually. <laughs> <laughs> is it the, I know it's Friday night, but this is getting X-rated for me. I'm so sorry. No, dump sorry, me, dump sorry. me quickly. No, we won't dump you. Don't okay, worry about okay. that. No. Uh, did, did, you, did you have your rattle in the West Lowe yesterday? No, I didn't. No. I, I actually, no, um, no, no. Had your walking no. stick? No. Yes, yeah, walking sticks. Walking yeah, it was sticks. very, um, it was all right. What was the atmosphere like? Well, it, it, the thing is, we get a, a touristy crowd, don't we, for the yeah. Europa League who think it's fun to sing songs that aren't appropriate anymore yeah. when we're playing teams from Belarus. Well, so, well the, the songs that just don't seem to fit. You know, yeah. I, I, my complaint about the atmosphere was that I would like there to be songs that are to do with the players. We on the, hate Batty Boris of Tottenham. <laughs> <laughs> I'd like, I'd really would like there to be chants about the players on the pitch. You know, which I know. You know, excuse me from being old-fashioned. I really would like people to get behind the the team rather than sing the Steven Gerrard song that made an appearance last night. Why? Yeah. What was that all about? Is it as you say? Not. Was that because totally somebody wanted to just to try? You know, just uh, uh, um, for people who didn't know it, and you know, somebody saying any songs that we don't know, you could possibly yes, could you give us up. some? Yes. Put your hand up. <laughs> uh, we, we know are. the Stephen Gerrard one. Could you do that for me, yeah. please? They're dusting off the old songbooks. Yeah, that's I mean, what, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. It was like that. But um, uh, but no, I think the atmosphere, considering that there were hardly any any bat. Uh, supporters there and good okay. and good on them the ones that went was, I mean, at um, least it was sold out wasn't yeah, it yeah yeah that's great you know, yeah. I mean and what we, would Manchester City do at the empty had on a <laughs> Europa yes, League yeah, night yeah it's 5,000 5,000 there yeah yeah but apparently All that's paid what, a pound um, that's what the producers don't like, isn't it? That's what um, that's what Chidge was discussing at the uh, the the uh, supporters' trust the other day was that with Henry Winter who was there, which was a, a fine interview. Actually, he was saying that the way for to affect uh, football now is for there to be nobody there in the in the crowd. You know, actually to say sorry, we don't approve of of your scheduling, and we're all going to turn up ten minutes late, and therefore there to be empty, empty seats because that really freaks them out more than anything. The well, empty Arsenal seats. did a good job of that they did didn't they kind of reverse yeah. well so did liverpool season. didn't they liverpool did it over those yeah. uh, those the season tickets that they tottenham put the would love up. to do it wouldn't they yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the only team in london in, in the, the champions, champions league. league god how the embarrassing poor, poor guys haven't actually got a uh, they've just announced actually it, it just that they're going to play all their games at wembley up until the end of the year at least yeah yeah Oh well, what can you do? Uh, we're going to take a short pause, and we're going to be talking to Liam Tommy after the break. Tommy, 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 Liam Tommy, Tommy for, for the well for the for the past call him Ian Tommy, Liam Tommy. Yeah, yeah, we've been correcting you as well. Ian, Have you? yeah, every Liam time. Liam I haven't heard you, but yeah. we're going to take a pause. Yeah. Okay. Love Sport with 7OTB.com. Predict seven results. Win seven figures. This is Love Sport. Love Sport. I work for a spokesman said.com. We can help you save money on your home insurance. All you need to do is visit a spokesman said.com and find out if we can find you a better deal. Ian Stone's Comedy Breakfast on Love Sport. Weird things happened down there. I watched that Dortmund game a few years ago yeah. when they were three-one down and one-four-three or whatever it was, and that was Thomas Tuchel as well. Yeah. Who, by the way, Steve McManaman called Tommy Tuchel last night. 
And I thought, that's ridiculous. You can't call him Tommy. Tommy Tinkle must be going mad. Must be going mad down there, Tommy Tinkle. I thought, he's not some nightclub blooming 40s cabaret comedian. Now, ladies and gentlemen, welcome Tommy Tinkle. Weekdays from 6.30am. Love Sport. The Fan Show on Love Sport with 7OTB.com. Play your way to £1 million. So apparently I've been I've been corrected and his name is uh, Liam Toomey. So let's bring on Liam Toomey. He's going to be rounding up uh, Chelsea in the press for us. How are you, Liam? Hi guys. Thanks a lot for correcting the pronunciation of my name, JK. You're only you're only strengthening your case to be my agent. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I apologise as well for all the times we've we, we've we've spoken. I've called you Liam Tommy. I do do apologise. You know, f- feel kind of no problem, c- kind of rude now. Anyway, let's talk. Uh, let's talk Chelsea in the press first and foremost. Last night, uh, anything big post game from Sarri? Um, nothing huge really from from Sarri himself. I mean, he was asked a, a lot about. Um, about Ruben Loftus-Cheek, obviously, because it was his big night. And I th- the the thing I like about Sarri is when you ask his opinion on a player, he tends to give it to you. You know, he doesn't um, he doesn't equivocate. He doesn't he doesn't shield himself with cliches or anything. He'll tell you the good and the bad of what he thinks of a player, and he's been fairly open about what he likes about Loftus-Cheek, but also about what he feels that he needs to improve, and uh, and what's holding him back from being a regular in this team and, and he made it quite clear last night that it's not all in, entirely Loftus-Cheek's fault he's as much a victim of circumstance as anything else where it's him uh, Ross Barkley and, and Mateo Kovacic basically fighting for for one spot in that in that best midfield with Jorginho and Kante so he did himself no harm last night uh, clearly it's a moment he'll remember forever and it was really nice for him to to have a game like that but in the long term I mean it doesn't seem to have changed a huge amount about his chances of a, a regular starting spot at, at Chelsea He said he was still learning didn't he um, Sarri he said he didn't think that he was ter- still terribly good defensively and he said the trouble was that, it, that the, 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 te- the players still aren't playing to the style that he wants them to play uh, and, and they're finding it difficult which, uh, which seems to me pretty obvious considering that against United they didn't play at all in the second half they didn't use it they just pumped the ball up the field so it's that, that specific way of his playing isn't, is, is difficult to learn for some of these midfield players well, I think the, the hardest bit to learn is without the ball. Yeah. You know, with the, with the ball, they have all these exercises in training with one and two touch passing and, and certain movements that he can coordinate on the training pitch. And and you've seen that take hold quite quickly, especially when you've got a guy like Jorginho who can who can coordinate everything from the base of this field. But when they don't have the ball, Sarri has talked a lot about how he's basically having to re-educate his defenders to look at the ball rather than the man. Um which I, I'd like to go in, go into it with him at some point, try and find out, nail down what exactly he means by that. But it's, yes, it's an interesting. I think it was an I, interesting phrase. I think it um, was apparent when they had that free kick and scored. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. yeah. There's a lot of ball I, don't know, I, I think they were there. thinking about their Christmas shopping then, Liam. <laughs> <laughs> there was. A, it just seemed to be five, to be five bat. Bat players lined up, didn't they? There yeah. were, and there were no Chelsea players anywhere near them. <laughs> yeah, and Sarri was very, very, very annoyed by that. I mean, more, more annoyed than you would imagine a manager would be when his team's 3-0 up. That was the most emotion he showed all game. 
Um, but yeah, he clearly feels that there's still some way off defensively. And I think the stats back that up. I think I saw an, an Opta tweet um, after the United game that Chelsea have conceded something like 17 big chances and only two goals from them. So I think that, that matches the eye test where they've had some fairly lucky escapes this year in games as well. And there could be a little bit of regression while they're, while they're still learning this style and maybe, maybe a few setbacks on the pitch unless they get it a little bit closer to right. He said that um, Chelsea didn't cope with the physicality in the United game, which uh, um, I just thought that they tactically they changed it um, by pushing further up. They just seemed to be foxed by uh, uh, at any tactical change that Mourinho did, and then and then just didn't play um, pressing, didn't press at all. And he was actually talk about him, him being annoyed. He was really annoyed in the second half. He he tends to to hit the edge of the uh, the the, um, the dugout bit, the the kind of the wall. And, and and looks as if he's throwing his pen down all the time when he or it may be the bit of the cigarette that he's got stuffed in his mouth he throws <laughs> down yeah the filter well, he, he usually yeah. he usually puts his uh, his pack of cigarette butts just sort of in the nook of the dugout so I keep waiting oh, for him he? to dis- dislodge that whenever he whacks the edge um, that that would be a that would be a match of the day two moment. Of the it would, wouldn't it? Yeah, yeah. But um, yeah, no. I, I just found that we've been a bit flawed against. Uh, um, uh, and I thought we did okay against Liverpool, but we obviously gave the goal away. I think we were more organised and better. They didn't put as much physical um, pressure on us um, uh, as United did, particularly in, the, in that second half, where uh, uh, clearly he, he found out a few of the players. Actually, I, I, I thought that, uh, and it was it was no surprise to me that Barkley came on and. Um, uh, and, and put his weight about a bit actually because he seems to be the, the the man for those those physical moments he seems to be able to put it about just as much actually um, yeah and I think he's entrenched as the starter now in, in that midfield I mean the fact that he didn't play last night is pretty significant I think all the guys that played 90 minutes yesterday won't be starting against Burnley uh, I think Sarri was quite grateful for the opportunity to take both Willian and Pedro off early because it gives him the it gives him the option of not starting Hazard if he's not 100%. Um, but I would expect whatever happens for Barkley to, to be the third man in that midfield because he's done enough in his last two appearances to deserve it. And he's well, got what, a shot. What, what do you th- what, what's your take on um, Hazard? Uh, I'm principally asking you this because it, it's got ramifications for my fantasy football team. <laughs> 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 Mine too. Because <laughs> I'm riding quite high in the... In the mini league, gate seventeen mini league, but um, should I captain him? I'm not so sure. I would steer clear of that. I think. Yeah, you think, um, you think I, he's going to start I, on the bench. I suspect he won't start. I think the the fact that Sarri made a point of taking off both William and Pedro. Yeah, fair I point. I think he certainly he certainly left the door open to to start with a hazardless front line, um, and then maybe if he's if he's less than a hundred percent bring him off the bench if, if Chelsea need to. I mean, he did say earlier this week, uh, on Wednesday actually, before the Barthe game, that he was working, Hazard was working alone with the with the medical staff and he, he didn't train with the rest of the squad in the open session. But Sarri also said that it, it won't be very easy to get him fully fit for the, for the Burnley game. So 
it sounds like a little bit of an uphill struggle. Liam, on your him, on but... your head be it, Liam. I will name and shame you if he starts <laughs> on Twitter. <laughs> Liam, Liam um, I know uh, I've, I've popped down to Stamford Bridge, you know, quite a bit as a, as a member of the press. I know that the the location of the press box is directly behind the dugouts. Were there any signs of Marco Ayani uh, uh, last night? Was he lurking around yesterday, ready to do his sprinting? Well, I saw him, I actually saw him a couple of times at, at Cobham around the press conference and he, he just sort of dashed into the, because the, the, the main entrance to the first team building is next to the next to the press room and he just sort of dashed past the straight into Did he make a gesture? Then, no, no, he didn't, he didn't stop, he didn't, he, he didn't, he didn't do any kind of, uh, he didn't do any kind of gloating celebration. Because what nobody and said then, was, and then we saw him, so sorry, say, what, no, what nobody we saw said, him coming out. Oh, yeah. Sorry, say, say. We yeah. saw him coming out at the start of the open training, and and he sort of poked his head round the corner, saw us all coming along, and then disappeared again. Um, but he was he was at Stamford Bridge. I know uh, Paul Paul Lagan, one of the other journalists on the Chelsea beat, um, saw him because he went out to the press box about an hour before kick off, and Yanni was actually standing at the scene of the crime, just in front of that visiting dugout. Yeah, I saw um, him. Uh, I saw him. Sit. I thought he was sitting in the front row. Actually, I thought he was sitting on the left or something. He's obviously on his best behaviour, isn't he? But my, my, I, I, I was, I was intrigued. I thought his reaction was entirely because of the United went completely berserk on the second goal. There was no mention of that at all. Anybody, nobody mentioned that. I don't know if you noticed that. Um, they well, were, no, no one, no one charged out of the Chelsea dugout after them, which <laughs> I think is why it didn't become yeah, a story. Yeah, but, yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's. It, it, I think it, I, I don't think he'll be doing that again. But I think it's, it, it's interesting that to wonder if it had been any other manager in the visiting dugout other than Mourinho, would that situation have happened? I, I suspect it wouldn't have no. because Mourinho, Mourinho's got just such a unique uh, Machiavellian persona and place in 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 modern football that even guys who have no personal history with him, I think, feel feel an instinct to try and rile him up whenever possible I wonder what on earth Mourinho would have done if he'd gone down the tunnel and found him what were they going to do Ex- exchange phone numbers or something or exchange <laughs> I don't know I just find it re- really odd that when he did leap up it was almost as if he he dived into the arms of the stewards deliberately just so that it looked as if he'd made the gesture but you know yeah you a proper know, hold me back moment yeah it was it's exactly what it was yeah yeah, yeah. and what's, what's the situation on Roman's birthday Roman's birthday. Well, he's had one. Um, I can confirm he's had another birthday. He is. He, he, he's officially, I think, fifty-two now. Is he? Yeah, fifty-two. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, there, there have been no grand uh, celebrations around Stamford Bridge because he's not here. Uh, he, he, he's not. He, he still can't. Well, he still hasn't come to England. In theory, he can on his Israeli passport. But as far as we know, he hasn't been here since everything kicked off with the with the investor visa so everything remains a little bit shrouded in mystery when it comes to come to comes to Abramovich and he never talks anyway so that that just contributes to it all but he's yeah he's still he's still the Chelsea owner there are still these reports bubbling away that certain people are interested in buying the club I thought that um, I thought that was quite funny that the story about the um the Czech guy whose name I can't pronounce yeah. Um, Kelmer, I think. That's it, the, the billionaire, and, and in one um, uh, publication that I, that I cannot name, name, <laughs> um, 
they, they used it as an excuse to trot out the, the key links with the Czech Republic being Petr Czech, obviously, <laughs> and Yuri Jarosik. <laughs> yeah, these are all the Czech people that have ever been to South Exactly, yeah. exactly. So no, no, no truth in that as far as you know, Liam. Well, I, I wouldn't, I, I, I wouldn't dare to uh, knock out, knock down another journalist story without, without knowing either way. I, don't, I, don't, I haven't been able to stand it up myself. I, I don't know. Um, I, to be honest, I'd never heard of this guy before this came up. I'm not a big scholar of the, uh, of the Forbes rich list, so I don't know all of these guys' names. But uh, it's certainly something I'm looking into. And what I find interesting is that. It, I, I find it interesting that these stories are coming out. I mean, everything that we're that that is coming out of Chelsea is that Abramovich has no intention of selling; that he remains as committed as ever. But part of me feels like these stories wouldn't be coming out if these guys weren't getting some kind of encouragement from somewhere. Some of the you know, employees at the club themselves believe that he he's going to sell for three billion, because that was what well, happened, yeah, it happened I mean, to me in the uh, in Aussies. One of the one of the the. the the, the the staff said oh yeah 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 that, that's the rumor amongst the staff that he's selling so. yeah i mean this, this this number this three billion figure appears to have appeared as well um and and it would be a surprise if that came out of nowhere but it, the, the other interesting element to all of this is that you know abramovich is not like the glazers he's not like a, a, some other owners of football clubs who are essentially speculators who would jump at the chance to sell their club for a profit. You know, that's not why he got involved with Chelsea in the first place. It's not the way he's run the club for for 15 years. He's he's run it really not with an eye to profit at all, um, to just to try and win. Just glory, glory, Liam, glory. Exactly, and in, in that sense, he's been he's been the kind of owner of every every football supporter would want um, but it also means that the the dynamic of any potential sale changes because he's not obviously if he, if he if he were ever to sell chelsea i'm sure he's a businessman he would make sure he, he he got a good deal and a good price but it it changes the conversation a little i think when you're talking to a guy who is a genuine football fan and has uh, and has been genuinely attached to the to the club he's owned for for so long so It'll be an interesting one to keep an eye on, I think. Yeah, certainly. Well, Liam, thank you so much for joining us uh, this evening. Brilliant, Liam, Liam as Toomey, always. Uh, giving us a bit of a roundup. Of course, Liam is uh, is working for ESPN these days, so he's a, is very much a trusted source here on the Chelsea fan show. ITK. We love you, Liam. ITK. We love you. ITK, Liam. <laughs> love Sport with 7OTB.com. Predict seven results. Win seven figures. Your news, your views, your voice. Love Sport Radio. Your fan station. Can you save money on your car insurance? Chris did with a little help from a spokesman said.com. Getting real people, real savings. I'm Chris from Leicestershire, a truck driver. I went on a spokesman set, which was very easy to use for an old kit like myself. And the £300 savings enabled me to take my granddaughter to Pontins on holiday. Find quotes from over 100 leading insurance providers at a spokesmansaid.com. Real people, real savings. Compare, switch and save with a spokesmansaid.com. Fighting for you, saving you money. 7bestbets.com If you are looking for good odds with a simple to use app, visit 7bestbets.com 
as a new customer, you will receive great welcome offers. We cover all sports, as well as an online casino and full range of virtual sports. If that's not enough, regular customers benefit from loyalty bonuses too. 7bestbets.com. Please gamble responsibly. Visit GamblerWare for more details. As a parent, you want to protect your kids. You know you can't keep them wrapped up in cotton wool forever, but there are some things that you can do, like keeping their vaccinations up to date. Some childhood diseases are on the rise again, like measles and whooping cough, and they can cause severe illness. Childhood vaccinations can help prevent them. So, are your child's vaccinations up to date? To find out more, search online for NHS Vaccination. The Lord's Tavners, the leading disability youth cricket charity in the UK, is all about giving young people a sporting chance. There are lots of events you can get involved in over the coming months, from the Lady Tavners Christmas Lunch with Jimmy Tarbuck to the Christmas Carol Concert featuring Joanna Lumley. The charity continues to raise millions and last year alone donated over 40 minibuses to schools and clubs and provided over 3,900 cricket coaching sessions. Visit Lord Tavners to find out more information and how you can get involved. Love Sport, 558 AM. The Fans Show on Love Sport with 7OTB.com. Predict seven results, win seven figures. He'll be aiming for that anyway. Top four and winning the trophy, either the FA, FA Cup or, or, or obviously the Premiership. They're up there to be displaced. We're going well, we're playing well, we're playing some super football, we're scoring goals for fun. Of course they're up there. Let me tell you now, Manchester City will have a slump. They will have a slump. And you'll see the Chelsea rise. We know how good he is. Chelsea know how good he is. You could see last night, he stepped onto the pitch. He, he's gone really back to where he, he started from and, and left off in the World Cup. He, he, he put a hell of a performance in last night. He was chasing people down. He was closing them down. He was getting forward. He was winning headers. He's a powerful, powerful, powerful player, is Ruben Lost's chief. And listen, we don't want to give him to anyone. We want him to stay at Chelsea. Yeah, Gary Chivers joined uh, Luther. Well, he joined uh, Paul Mortimer and Ian Stone as well. I don't know why he joined Luther. He joined uh, yeah, Ian Stone and Paul Mortimer on the Comedy Breakfast Show this morning. They're talking about Ruben Loftus cheek. How good was Ruben last night, Marco? He was impressive. Um, he needed to put a performance in to silence the doubters who kind of thought he just lost interest in the club maybe and was looking for a move away but if he was speculating to push his transfer fee up or look for a, 
a more glamorous loan move than Crystal Palace. He didn't do himself any harm. And obviously, the fact that he scored a hat-trick put him right back in uh, Sarri's thinking in terms of, um, you know, a starting berth in his first 11. But you as fans, do you, uh, do you see him, uh, do you see improvement in him? Um, I, he, he looked similar to me to how he'd played at Palace, I think, and he's played for England. I think that was that was what we were hoping that he hasn't done that for for Chelsea before, so that was good to see. But um, uh, it's confident, but yeah, I mean, it's, you know, we can't get too far removed from the fact that the opposition was rubbish, yeah, really feeble. Um, but you know, credit to him for taking making full. Yeah, every, use of absolutely. you know the time he was given on the pitch to do you know because not all the players do that no everybody's um, talking about him well Victor yeah, Moses for exactly. example Victor Moses came on I mean obviously he doesn't have anything to prove but he can't play winger anymore poor old no, Victor I mean, yeah I mean he's he's going to West Ham isn't he yeah he's so off he must wherever. be off he can he's a better fullback now than he is a winger yeah which, uh, uh, you know, because he, he was made by Conte. He was brilliant under Conte playing in that position. There's no place for him now in that, in that I formation. The, the, the most interesting thing about Loftus-Cheek, I remember when Conte came to Chelsea and, what was that? That would have been three years ago. Yeah, three years ago. So Loftus-Cheek would have been... 19. 19, yeah. And he tried him in pre-season. He played him at centre-forward, didn't he? Yeah. Um... But obviously he was just that little bit too young, and then and then you know obviously there was Jago Costa, so it was never really gonna work out. But interestingly enough, you know I, I was, you know that whole thing, Sarri after the game saying, well you know gives me a problem. I can only pick eleven players, but you know when one of them is either Olivier Giroud or <laughs> Alvaro Morata, it's you know you kind of think well. Where he was running from deep and just getting into the box last night, you know, why, why couldn't he? You know, why couldn't he do that? In, I mean, Sarri's. What's interesting about Sarri is, for all the expansive Sarri ball football, he's actually very conservative. He's not a risk taker. He won't play the kids. You know, if that had been Conte, anybody else would have given Hudson a die a start last night. I, I, I think. Uh, chaps, we are going to go for a short pause because Mark from Cincinnati is waiting on the oh, line. Oh, good. 0208 70 25 is the number to call. If you want to have your say, we'll be talking to Mark next. The Fans Show on Love Sport with 7OTB.com. Predict seven results. Win seven figures. 558 AM. Love Sport. Ian Stone's Comedy Breakfast on Love Sport. I remember discussing with my son if he became a professional footballer, which he's not going to be, right? Yeah. But if he became a professional footballer and he scored for Tottenham, uh, and then he, he ran in front of the Tottenham fan and, and kissed, kissed the badge as he scored, how I would feel about him at that point. <laughs> and I said to him, well, you know, by then you'd have been adopted and I'd have long forgotten you. <laughs> so uh, uh, that was easier to deal It'd be easier to deal with because you would not really feature a part of my life at that point. <laughs> Weekdays from 6.30am. 
The Odds with 7 Best Bets. Please gamble responsibly. Hi, it's Liam from 7bestbets.com. I've got an accumulator for you today. Brighton to beat Wolves, Liverpool to beat Cardiff, Leicester beat West Ham, Chelsea beat Burnley, Arsenal beat Palace and Man United to beat Everton. A tenner on the six-fold net shoe, £326.72p. Those are the odds with 7bestbets.com. The Odds with 7 Best Bets. Please gamble responsibly. We've all got one, and we're not afraid to put it on display. Our opinions, that is. Share yours now at Love Sport Radio on Twitter, or call us 0208 70 20 558. Love Sport Radio, your fan station. Love Sport. Love Sport with 7OTB.com. Play your way to £1 million. We've had a lot of dancers show up on our fan shows, you know, over the past couple of weeks since we've Get on one, matey. No drug references live on air. (laughs) What? (laughs) Right, okay. Let's go to the lines. Let's talk to Mark from Cincinnati, Ohio. How are you, Mark? Doing well. How are you gentlemen doing? Yeah, very well, thanks. All the better. All all the better for hearing your voice, pal. Um, How you been? Did you enjoy last night's game? Did you enjoy uh, the, uh, the United game? I'm doing well, yes. I enjoyed both games. Uh, actually, uh, I was at work yesterday while the game was going on, so I have to watch it via uh, uh, like a Telemundo Spanish app, and there's no voiceover on the match, so all you hear is the players yelling, the crowd. You can hear sorry, and the guys booting the ball back and forth. So how do you do your job while you're watching the game? Very carefully. <laughs> <laughs> you're going to tell us now you're the harbour master. At- no, he's a surgeon. <laughs> yeah. He's a surgeon. <laughs> no, I was working outside. I do uh, bridge design, but I was outside doing some uh, inspection work, so I was. I have a little free time. Do you wear head. a hard hat? Uh, you I, sometimes you- I do, depending on what I do. I can see where this is going. No, no, You're going to ask him if he's a member of the village people. <laughs> yes. I wasn't at all. I wasn't at all. Um, uh, I, and I was just intrigued about uh, about you uh, You watching. Do you watch on your phone or on a pad? On an iPad? Uh, a ta- tablet? During the week, I usually have to watch on my phone. Right. Which is great. You know, five years ago, that wasn't... Uh, you know, a possibility. Well, possible, so, absolutely. What did, did you hear Sari? What really does Sari say? Do you hear him say, does, he's speaking in English, I presume, to everybody. Uh, you just hear a lot of yelling. How do you, you hear okay. him say, Moses, 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 or something. He's, he's just constantly <laughs> yelling a lot of times. Or get back, get back. You know, he, he does that. He's, he's always, yelling. yes, he's always, he gesticulates a lot. He does a lot of, um, it always seems to be the same, which is push up. Everything is, everything is moved forward nonstop from, because oh, I, I yeah. sit just above him. So he's, he's, he's constantly just going, <laughs> just seeing, he's just flapping his arm backwards and forwards, you know. So, uh, I just remember it, it, Kerry Dixon saying to me once, I asked him about that. I said, he said, can't hear it. <laughs> no, you can't all see can't it. Can't hear it. <laughs> pay any attention. Or pay any attention no, no. to it. <laughs> <laughs> but I suppose he's doing his job. <laughs> he, but uh, the one I always is, uh, um, be used about is Sean Dyche, who at the end of the game is always like that because he clearly has been shouting as much as, as loudly as he possibly can. So whether they do pay any attention to Sean Dyche, I don't know. Burnley. Um, what, what do you make of the two games then, pal? Uh, yesterday's match, I was really happy to see Ruben get a run out and 
score three goals. I mean, a lot of talk has been that our midfield doesn't score enough goals. And for me, I'm more of a type of person who, I mean, for me, a midfielder necessarily doesn't have to score as long as he's creating. I think that's more of a forwards job. It's nice for a midfielder to chip in, but to me, your strikers and your wingers should be doing more of the scoring. So, But it was nice to see one of our central mids be able to put the ball in the back of the net because if that was uh, Kovacic, there's no way. I mean, I love the player, but and I've wanted him at Chelsea for a while, but the man cannot shoot. He turns into John Obi Mikel when he gets terrible, to the 18-yard box. But yeah. anywhere else, He's Eden Hazard on the pitch. He is. He even looks like Eden Hazard, doesn't he? He's got that look of uh, yeah. that kind I mean, of stocky I, I little look. I don't buy. I don't buy. There's a little click on on Twitter um, on Twitter, which which is eroding by the week, mainly because I've been championing <laughs> Barkley. But you know, Kovacic when he came was kind of like you know the, the answer to everything he and had a good debut but he's you know he's a decent player but yeah he, he's 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 just a decent player he's he's not better than what we have um you know and he, he's not a goal scorer no he's, he's, he's that's the thing of course barkley is uh knows where knows where the goal is know where the posts are he does yeah. he does have a nice tackle on him though i will give he is he, he does, he's especially yeah. from behind he seems not to be able to not foul the guy and be able to get the ball off him, which is a skill unto itself. Yeah. Yeah, he's kind of a... Well, he is a Mikel-like figure, but I don't think we need that in the current Chelsea team. And I think Barkley will start tomorrow, in fact. Um, it's, it's pretty likely. Who, who do you it? think will start on Sunday? Sorry, it's Sunday. <laughs> well, isn't it? Sorry. Yes, we, play on, we play on Sunday, don't we? Because we're... Uh, We've been uh, playing night. in the uh, in the Europa League. There's Sorry, is it on the box on Sunday? Is yeah, it? I think. Is it? What time is it? What time's kickoff? Uh, is it two thirty or something? Yeah. Isn't it? No, 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 it's no, the no. early game. No, because it's Palace Arsenal. No, no, it is the early game. I think it kicks off at eight thirty here or nine thirty. So it's, I think it's a it one thirty game past for, one kickoff. for you guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did you enjoy the United game? I did. Uh, I, it was, you know, it was going well for a while, then it went bad, and then uh, we scored at the last second. So it was interesting. It, it seemed like at a while we were, we were playing long ball, which was kind of odd, and we just kind of lost our, our shape and our mentality, similar you- to the Arsenal game. So it was, it was kind of strange to watch how they just played beautifully, and then it just kind of just eroded. Do you, do, you, do you think we've been? Do you, do you think we've been lucky? Do you think Sarri's a lucky manager? We've been lucky under Sarri so far to get away with what we've got away with, or what, 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 where do you think we are? I mean, I, I don't like to use the word luck necessarily, but there has. It seems like teams have missed a lot of big chances. We have conceded a lot of chances. Um, for me, playing so attacking. I can live with that because, I mean, if you look back at last year, we gave up goals and we weren't playing attacking. So it's, it's, it's sort of a trade-off. You know, I think with, uh, with Conte, he hasn't really found his niche in the system yet. So it's, it's just kind of difficult, especially a team that kind of parks the bus. He doesn't, it seems like he ends up running all the way into the box. But when we played Liverpool, he seemed like he sat back a little bit more. So I think he just has to find his his footing. But when you look at it, it seems like we have created a give you know created given up a lot of created chances, but they haven't conceded them. So I guess you can use the word luck. 
hopefully those those changes don't start going in because then you know once that happens it seems like our play dips so it's definitely something concerning i think playing sure. liverpool forced him back didn't it because they're so uh, attacking it was um, he, he it, i agree with you i think that was his perfect position within the uh, the sari tactics mm. but uh, i think he's like a little kid though he gets unbelievably enthusiastic and runs into the penalty area in any opportunity because he's right up there pressing i think the idea is that he presses further up the pitch um to try because they need to try they try and get the ball back as soon as possible which is is great when it works um but as you say uh, second half it just resorted to just punting the ball up the pitch which was absolutely bizarre and Sarri was going absolutely mad in the dugout because uh, he couldn't believe it I think it was also as I've said earlier in the, the program I think it was because uh, um, the, the tactics got a little bit strong arm from uh, Mourinho as you would expect I mean I was intrigued by the the five minutes that it took Rashford which uh, to um, to recover from the uh, the injury plus <laughs> the um, Martial wandering off uh, after he'd been substituted and taking another two minutes and then Mourinho in the press conference says where did the six minutes come from and you go well you know the game just stopped stopped completely <laughs> for that period on the pitch so that's where it came from and and by then he'd, he'd made it he, he'd ceased to attack so he had more of a defensive setup Mourinho and we were once more in the ascendancy and that's why we scored um, and you know um, great for Louise to make up for his his mistake by uh, um, getting to that ball for the header, which hit the post, which uh, you know was a phenomenal piece of uh, of leaping, leapt like a salmon. He did. Yeah. But, um, you know, it was uh, it was a, it was uh, uh, it was an interesting game. That it sort of went in sort of spurts, and I felt the last. I think I think if we'd played any more, we might have scored again. Actually, towards the end there. Yes, I agree with that as well. Yeah, I thought there was a great energy behind us, and uh, which we didn't have in the rest of the half. What do you think about United's performance then, uh, <sighs> Young Alan? I, I I think we were we were all right, but there, there's certain elements to it. I think Lukaku could have actually stopped the second goal in well as as at, right at the end because because United kept pushing into Chelsea's half right at the end, and, and there was a moment where possession was conceded and if Lukaku just puts out an inch of his boot towards the ball, he picks it up and it doesn't go to a Chelsea man, and the Chelsea man doesn't play out from the back and, and bring it forward, but it just shows he's, he's overusing Lukaku, he's overworking Lukaku, the guy it looks in terrible physical condition. He looked a bit peculiar, didn't he? he looks. He looks well, I mean, d- the funny thing is, a lot of people. He's huge. He's exactly. Yeah, he looks like he's been in the gym the too much. Line. Yeah, has he, yeah. Well, has he been in the gym or has he been in Nando's? Is he got to touch the Andersons about him? Because if you look at him, <laughs> he doesn't look muscly. He doesn't look muscly at all. Look at him from last season to this season. He looks like he's put on a lot oh, of weight. He's got know? huge shorts, isn't he? You just M- think massive those. shorts. Yeah. You know, massive everything. He's I mean, put on I, a lot of timber. I could wear those shorts as a as a, a full like a dungarees. Yeah, <laughs> dungarees <laughs> when you're doing your 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 I don't know your decorating. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly, exactly that. Yeah. Uh, Mark, thank you for joining us this evening, pal. Um, hope the dogs are all right as well. They look absolutely delightful and and relaxed while watching the game. So uh, hope you're all all good over there. Oh two oh eight seventy twenty five five eight is the number to call if you want to have your say this evening. QPR have just kicked off at home to Aston Villa. Uh, could there be another three points on the ball for Steve McLaren's side, aiming for five unbeaten? Seven forty six is Love Sport. The Fans Show on Love Sport with 7OTB.com. Predict 7 to net a million. Giving your team the coverage they deserve. Love Sport Radio.
When looking for the best possible deal for his car insurance, Jim went on the spokesmansaid.com and saved hundreds. I'm Jim. I'm a radio presenter based in Glasgow. I couldn't believe how expensive the car insurance for our Citroen C4 Picasso was going to be from my existing insurer. I went on a spokesman said and saved an incredible £600. Just amazing. Signing up to a spokesman said, best thing I could have done. Find quotes from over 100 leading insurance providers at a spokesman said.com. Getting real people, real savings. Compare, switch and save with a spokesman said.com. 7bestbets.com If you are looking for good odds with a simple to use app, visit 7bestbets.com As a new customer, you will receive great welcome offers. We cover all sports as well as an online casino and full range of virtual sports. If that's not enough, regular customers benefit from loyalty bonuses too. 7bestbets.com Please gamble responsibly. Visit GamblerWare for more details. If you're in business, I bet you hate wasting money. We Do Taxi Tops can help you achieve minimum wastage on your advertising costs and maximum exposure. Our revolutionary taxi tops can target your potential customers in the right place at the right time. So your message has the greatest potential for making an impact. We Do Taxi Tops. Visit WEDOOH.com. We Do. The smarter, quicker way of advertising in London. Supporting London businesses of all sizes. Have you seen that change for life? It's all about small changes we can all make to be healthier, like trying to cut back fat. There can be a lot of hidden fat in our food, so for starters we just need to check labels and go for low-fat options. Simple. And take a bacon butty. That can be made healthier just by trimming the fat and grilling it rather than frying. Easy. That way we're cutting fat and reducing the risk of heart disease or stroke. It's easy to be food smart. For more ideas to help you and your family cut back fat, search Change for Life online. Love Sport, 558 AM. Love Sport with 7OTV.com. Predict 7 to net a million. Two, one. Knew you were off with Captain that one. Captain Scarlet. Dee, 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 dee. Anyway, um, <laughs> back to uh, back to Saturday's game. How was the Marina? To- how was Agua the to- Marina? That's a terrible song. <laughs> I always used to think that was about a water park in Benidorm. <laughs> <laughs> um, how was the toasted heron Saturday morning? Uh, they'd run out. No. Yeah. Yeah. They had what some swans. Was that though. with sesame snaps? <laughs> <laughs> no, that's um, that. It's with the uh, the, little, th- the little bit of millefeuille. I thought it was. A, I thought it was in a bed of rye with, with a quail reduction <laughs> and monster munch. Monster pickled, yeah. Monster. The pickled veg- vegetable crisps, pickled onion, <laughs> monster munch. Um, who wants to tell me about the Kerry Dixon banner? Well, it, it was great. Nice. It was great. Yeah, it's great. I love the Matthew Harding banner as well, which a was brought out as well. Tribute. And and the Eden Hazard. Banner. It was great as well, wasn't From it? Tell, tell, me, tell me about the yeah. Matthew Harding one. Obviously, everyone's seen that. You know, there was a lot of. Um, the, it was the anniversary of his death. Obviously, yeah, twenty years. Um, you know, this week. two years. What, I should what say. Was, Sorry. What were your memories? Because I, I mean, Matthew Harding, for me, died when I was what, five or six years old. So, I mean, what was it like for you guys at the time? What was his impact on the club like? What, what but he was, was he was a, a, a he was a great guy. Apparently, he was one, of, and he was very accessible, wasn't he? Did you yeah, did you well, meet him? Marco? Bizarrely, yeah. Um, weird story. My my ex wife was a chef in the private dining room at Benfields where 
I think he was the CEO or yeah. whatever he was. He, he actually owned it. I think yeah. he set it up. So I'd actually met I actually met him quite a few times at at functions there. And he's just a normal bloke. Yeah, just friendly chap. Yeah, wasn't yeah, he? yeah. And it, and it was. I remember getting up that morning after the Bolton game, the League oh, Cup game, God, and what a and, shock and, that and was. it was like oh, I can't believe this. Yeah. And then I still say to this day that the 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 first game. Spurs. That we played with Spurs at they home. They were wonderful, weren't they? And um, you know, Chelsea, Tottenham. You couldn't have asked for uh, more volatile. Uh, yeah, and, and at that time, it was this was the time before the minutes applause had been invented. It was still a minute silence, wasn't it? And uh, honestly, the the hairs on the back of my neck were like that. Yeah. I mean, it was it was incredible. They were wonderful. Spurs fans yeah, were yeah, absolutely yeah, wonderful. Yeah. But I think I think the the main reason for that, or one of the main reasons, because everybody recognised the fact that he was just an ordinary bloke, a bloke that liked football, who who made a few yeah. quid for himself, and you know stuck it into the football club that he loved. Yeah, I mean a lot of things were talked about about his relationship with Ken Bates. What do you know of that? Um, I think it was fractious. Uh, it was kind of. New, new, new school entrepreneur against old school entrepreneur. People wanted Bates out at the time, didn't they? Yeah, and and, and basically Bates needed Harding more than Harding needed Bates. Yeah. Um, but I think the impression I got from Bates was that he was a bit, bit uh, perturbed by. Uh, the swell of, um, yeah, of support, the, the support yeah. that that uh, Harding yeah. got, and was, and there were many people who wanted to oust Bates as a consequence. And he, he, and that there's a program on Sky recently about Bates saying, well, he only loaned the money, and uh, it wasn't as if he yeah, was exactly. actually giving it to the club. But my, my, a point that I made, in fact, on the fancast on Monday, which um, um, it, it occurred to me, was that, of course, if. Matthew Harding had been in a position to take the club over and had then injected his own money in or loaned his mm. own money, I wouldn't have thought we'd have ended up with Abramovich because um, uh, unless he'd sold to Abramovich if, it, if he was in charge because the chances were that he I would... I don't know. I mean, that whole, the whole Abramovich story, you know, the, the, the fact that he, he'd been to look at Tottenham yeah. and, and was flying over... Was it Craven Cottage first? Fly, yeah, he was flying over southwest London yeah, and yeah. said to the helicopter pilot, "What's that down there?" <laughs> Which is a fantastic. Well, it's probably an apoc- apocryphal story, yeah, but yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, it's great nonetheless. Uh, but yeah, no, I, I, I've often thought that you know what would have happened if um, you know Matthew had stuck around. But then you know you think back to. You know, before Roman came, you know, we we came within a gnat's whisker of um, folding. Well, no, of winning the league, though. Oh, you're going to say that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure we you did, know, yeah. you know, th- yeah. that was a decent side. Oh, they were a fantastic side. So playing you know, great football. Yeah, as well. exactly. So it's not beyond the realms of possibility that you know, with his city mates, Matthew could have you know put a consortium together to yeah. fund the club. Perhaps not in the same way that Abramovich did, but at the time that Abramovich came, you know, a lot of people lose sight of the fact that the 
Premier League was a duopoly, wasn't it? Then it was kind of Man U yeah. and Arsenal, and mm. that was it. Nobody else was at the races yeah. at all. Yeah. Chelsea. You wouldn't say Villa were giving it a go. Blackburn did obviously yeah. for a couple of years. Villa were well, giving it a go. But the money was Jack, you know, yeah. Yeah. When, it, when we came into the noughties, it was it was just Arsenal and Man U. Yeah, of course, that yeah. was it. Um, I mean, we, we gave it a go. You know, we lost the FA, but we won the FA Cup final in 2000. Yeah. Lost it to Arsenal in 2002 or whatever. Um, I mean, it was, yeah, it's interesting. It's kind of like one of those big what if things, Scenario, but obviously, yeah. you know, what happened happened, um, and we are where we are. Yeah. Fifteen years into Roman's regime, talking about the possibility of him turning his two hundred million pound investment into three billion. Yeah. Not bad, but of course there is also with with Abramovich. There's the all the banks that have been linked with him. Um, uh, I, I, I was under the impression were all investment banks to do with money for the uh, for the new ground, which still is only on hold. And apparently he's still been touting for um, people interested in investing. I, and this is why I, these two banks have occurred. I heard a, a weird rumor last night oh, about yeah. um, about. A, 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 a separate project to redevelop the shed really yeah make it into uh, like a, a mega stand which would take the capacity over 50,000 now the dilemma with that I'm sure you know the answer yeah, yeah. no no exactly it, but, but nonetheless going to those gardens yeah exactly you exactly. do it no exactly but but i thought it was interesting yeah 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 now, somebody brought that up as well yeah. and i remember thinking hang on surely the well, the reason that we're in the in the new ground why the uh, um it was going to be excessively uh um seated yeah. in the east stand area is because they can build the whole thing without there's no problem with right to light or um or housing because it's a cemetery and the railway so they can yeah. actually build nearly all of that there build that so that was going to have about Thirty thousand in comparison with the rest of the ground, uh, chaps. I yeah. really want to carry this on. We're going to have to go for a short pause now because we've got the news coming. Oh goodness, I, oh, I, I can't we wait. We do need to catch oh, up. I want to listen to the news. There you go. We'll go for the news. Plenty on the way this evening. We're talking about the bust up on the benches. Ross Barkley, Alvaro Morata, the ghost number nine, and looking ahead to the game against Burnley as well. This is Love Sport Radio with your Chelsea fan show. Up next, uh, after eight. Plenty on the way. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Cheech. JK. In all the years you've been following Chelsea, you hardly ever miss a match, home or away. But how would you feel... If you couldn't be there, and it's not on TV. Oh, Chich, I'd be bereft. Inconsolable. The thought of missing my beloved Blue Boy's life. <laughs> it's all too much. <laughs> I know, JK, I know. It's all a bit too much, isn't it? Yes. <laughs> well, panic not. NordVPN have come to the rescue. They have? Yep, NordVPN allows us to watch any match, even if it's not on live TV here. They do? Yeah, they do. With just one click, they switch your virtual location to a country which is showing the match and they act as your cyber bodyguard whilst online, protecting your personal data and sensitive info like card details and passwords. 
Oh, wow, great. Uh, but yeah, I bet that'll cost me a fortune. Actually, JK, it's only the price of a cup of coffee per month, and you can use your account across six devices. It's a bargain, JK. And best of all, no more tears for you. Oh, thank you. Thank you, NordVPN. I'm so happy. I could cry. <laughs> Where do I sign up, Jidge? Well, to get the best discount off your NordVPN plan, go to nordvpn.com forward slash Chelsea Fancast. There's no risk with Nord's 30-day money-back guarantee, and you'll help support the Chelsea Fancast. The link is in the podcast episode description box. The pensioners are back, but with no walking sticks in sight. They're carefree, wherever they may be. They're the famous CFC. Blue is their colour, and football is their game. If you come to Stamford Bridge, you'll remember their name. It's the Chelsea Fancast on Love Sport with seven of the best for your chance to win a million pounds. Oh, on this track? Yeah. Yeah, that's me at the background, yeah. Oh, yeah. which bit yeah, yeah, which were you doing? Yeah, yeah. Chelsea, Chelsea. Are you in Chelsea, that? Chelsea. Oh, I yeah. really am in that. You didn't know that, Marco. Did you get royalties? Uh, no, of course not. Um, I did it the day before because I used to sit with next to Mike Canaris who wrote it, you see. He's next to the guy with the monobrow. Yeah, with this bloke in it in the video, we don't know. So, uh... He's got a, ma- he's got got a massive monobrow. He said, monobrow. he said, come in and just give it some... And I have to, this as a backing track so we can then play it to the players when they're doing it in the studio. But in fact, you can listen to me. I can just hear myself. Just to, if, uh, He's <laughs> got a bigger monobrow than Tal Ben Hain. Yeah, there's a bloke we're trying to work out who it is in the uh, video. He's wearing like a, a lumberjack shirt. I think it's a kit man. We don't know who it is. Anyway, uh, good evening. This I is the Chelsea know. Fan Show on Love Sport Radio. Joining me this evening, uh, Marco from Gate 17. Buonasera. But he likes having a bit of a wonder now and then, so we'll, we'll let him off from Gate 17 this, uh, yes. this evening. Yes, and, I used to uh, sit in the West End. Yes, the West End. Yes. But I'll be in the Gate 17 for the return of Super Frank. Oh, of course, yes, yes next Wednesday. Yes. And Jonathan Kiddo Kids. Kiddo, Kiddo, Kiddo. And guess what? We have Yannick Island on the uh, on the line from the Yannick on Chelsea podcast. How are you, Yannick, pal? Evening, Aaron. I'm well, mate. How are you doing? Yeah, How are you chaps doing? All good, pal. All good. Good to have you uh, on with us. Did you know that Jonathan had featured on that song? You know what? 
I recognised his uh, angelic, sultry tones, and yes, I think I've heard that he has featured on that track. (laughs) Thank you very much. Very good of you to say. How nice. (laughs) Yeah, he got us in the day before, because he said, I'm not convinced that the the footballers will be able to keep the tune, he said. So so come in and just sing it, sing it. uh, We double and treble tracked it, and you can just, there's a little bit, you can just hear me going in the background, going, uh, we're going to make it a blue day! (laughs) That's just like that. Well, I'm a fan of your work, Jonathan, and I know you're uh, you're a capable singer. Oh, you're a dick. Thank you very much. Did How you nice put a of you. Cockney Sorry, mate. voice. Thank you. Yeah. Did you use a Cockney accent? I used a slight Cockney voice, yeah. Did you voice, use yeah. a Cockney Yeah, accent? I did slightly, yeah, oh. yeah. We're going to make it a blue oh. day! I was a bit like that, yeah. <laughs> did you have some light and lager before you... <laughs> yeah, I had to, uh, no, I had to put on uh, the necessary... Uh, I had to put on a Cockney flat cap to do it. That's the only way You it. did it indeed. Right, uh, Yannick, let's talk, let, yes, let's talk Chelsea uh, and Man United. What do you make of the, uh, the bust-up on the benches i was at derby county i had to have a nap on the way because i was absolutely cream crackered right i got into the mm-hmm. ground and i managed to catch the last five minutes and i was in absolute <laughs> shock yeah well it's box office isn't it um i mean you know we, ultimately we all love a bit of that don't we it's a sort of the naivety from a sort of um from a coach who apparently is like an analyst he's not usually on the bench he's usually up in there somewhere in the east stand apparently watching Dan and he got a bit overexcited when he was probably closer to the pitch and, uh, and it's all going off against the late equaliser but I mean I think as much as um, we all sort of laugh at Jose with his antics and his mind games I think he probably quite surprisingly came out and the way he was like you know what this guy just got overexcited. I used to do this all the time, which, you know, Jose's done all sorts of celebrate, well, over-exaggerated celebrations in loads of periods of his career. So for him to come out and be like, you know what, I've done it too when I was young. He apologised. Sorry, Major, I apologised. It's a nothing story. It was kind of surprising and a little bit um, kind of refreshing from Jose. But, you know, either way, it was a lovely bit of box office at the bridge. Unfortunately, I wasn't there, but um, it's great to watch. And, um, I mean... You probably didn't enjoy the last few minutes, Aaron, but it was, um, you know, it was a great spectacle to bring back the Premier League from the international break. Certainly was. So my question yeah. to you, Jose, classless or cla- uh, yeah, classless or, or classy, classy. <laughs> oh come on. Um, what you mean generally? Is that is the question? Like, do you mean like generally or for that instance? For that, for that instance. Oh, I, I, I wouldn't critique him for that. You know. Ultimately, I've heard loads of sort of pundits and people talk about this. Jose is sitting there. He's digesting a last-minute equaliser, which is, you know, difficult to take in any situation. It's a high-profile match. And some geezer... I mean, I'm, you know, I'm a Chelsea fan through and through. I'm proper Chelsea. I love the fact that Marco Ianni was giving it a bit on the, you know, on the touchline. But I'm going to step into Jose's shoes for a minute here. He, you know, for a long time, this was his house. You know, this was Jose's yard. He's going to have no idea who Marco Yanni is, is he? Let's be real. It's not like Conte getting a bit overexcited and him having a little whisper in his ear after saying, yeah, please don't celebrate and embarrass me. It's some geezer who he's got no idea the hell it is and he's getting all up in his face. And there's probably a little bit of his ego bruised in the sense of, you know, come on, mate, I'm Jose, you know who I am. This is my gaff of x amount of years i have no idea who the hell you are and you're you're getting all up in my face so um but why would a manager though um respond by uh, attempting to follow him down the tunnel i mean just i just think it what they're going to do have a scrap i, I, think, what, I mean i thought that was no, absurd we, what was that we, all about we, we we all know 
you know, Joe, I think think Jose has been pushed about by bloody Wenger on the touchline. He's not a fighter. He's um, I think it was a little bit a touch of the hold me back, hold me back. You know, the sort of schoolyard antics were never actually expecting to get into a physical altercation. More of a sort of, you know, he's probably a rush of blood ultimately. You know, to to the sort of highest degree. I imagine he's just watched Ross Barkley. Um, take away his points, and um, the next thing he's got is some keys in his face. Oh, yeah, I mean, he, he he shouldn't have reacted like that, and the guy was just celebrating, you know. I doubt he was saying obscenities into his head, but I also, you know, think everyone was... It was just an emotional situation. Like Antonio Rudiger sort of said it in, in the most instantaneous, organic response, you know, being interviewed straight after the match. He's like, oh, it's just high emotions, you know. It's just Do you know what happened after that? After that, the referee appeared to... Uh um, spend about four minutes just not doing anything, just standing oh, in the God, middle of yeah. the pitch. I don't know what was happening what? there. Did you did, well, you, was, uh, did you get a handle on that at all? Not real. I tell you what, Jonathan. I think because it was uh, it was old Mike Dean, wasn't it? So yeah. it, was, uh, it, it was it was the Mike Dean show first, and it was Chelsea Man United second. Um, you know you know what he's a. Uh, what he's like, he's very theatrical, he likes to sort of um, take lead, and he was probably a little bit miffed that someone was, some people were taking his spotlight to a degree, but um, yeah, I mean, uh, it, it was probably handled quite poorly, but um, it's, you know, it's nice to see that to a degree, I, you know, I'm not, I'm not a yob by any standards, but it, it's nice to see that passions can run high, and, and football, football hasn't been so sterilised too. Yannick, yeah, are you, tell me, are you, are you a fan of the Tottenham chance, or would you rather have? No, a... not at all, not at all, not at all. No, um, and also my my issue of singing, you know, the, I, I assume you're talking about also the implementing the we hate Tottenham into the liquidator. No, well, yeah, not um, only that. No, everything. It's nearly every song yeah. has a, you know, even the the Williams yeah. song, which is clever, has a he hates, uh, Tottenham, uh, he yeah. hates Tottenham. And there's always a. Um, uh, no, a, a kind of slant to it somewhere. You just think, oh, I mean, come on. With the William chant, like you say, I mean, if, if, every, if we were playing against Tottenham, it would be quite a niche song in our Arsenal spring out towards against them. But for us to constantly have a, re- a recurring Tottenham theme, I think actually, if anything, it's almost um, enforcing their, their sort of relevance in terms of a, a rivalry. Yeah. Uh, it's almost like it's almost like oddly and inadvertently empowering them. So I don't want to get you know, to. Uh, I, I'm not an advocate of it because it's like, why are you thinking about Tottenham now? You know, um, and even you in know, the John and, Terry song, it's got the uh, the uh, the yeah. pull from the lane of one nothing again, isn't it? In it, so. yeah, yeah, exactly. All of that, really. I mean, it, it's very much a sort of bandwagon thing, I think. But um, no, I'm not an advocate of it. I mean, I, I don't, I don't sing it. It's sort of, it sort of happens when you're at the bridge and i mean i don't see it unfortunately i don't see it going away no no i mean neither. i just think it's got it's got even more actually it's got seems to be more some yeah, with more passion I mean, you know i think you've got yeah well, i mean like last night there's you got two different crowds haven't you that go to chelsea games yeah so you've got, the, you've got the, the, the premier league crowd and the cup crowd and it's it's, it's more yeah. so the cup crowd that regale themselves with the anti-Tottenham stuff and Gerard stuff. I'd like to make some, we need to make up some new songs don't we and see and put them I out agree, there and I, see if I we think can when get Marco comes back we, we, you need to get the old stylophone out get, oh, get the band back absolutely. together get it on the speakerphone I've had the stylophone lovely thing yeah. get it on the uh, get it on the channel yeah that's the thing also the, the chanting has sort of been a 
grinding my gears a little bit because I love singing, I love chanting, and all this that, and the other. But ever since like these recent encounters with Liverpool, everyone's suddenly singing about the Gerrard flip again, and like again, it's, it's, it's the same sort of concept and theory that I was just talking about. Like, why you know why are you talking about Liverpool and that? You know why why don't you like talk about? I mean, your I, own think, I think I think the I think the, the the Gerrard chant is valid when we play Liverpool, and the Tottenham yeah, exactly. chants are valid when we play Tottenham. Not when we're playing yeah. Mulvidi. Well, exactly. No, yeah. I mean, it's, it's I was just... there the other night and I was singing that, and I was, I, I was just thinking again. You know, it's almost like um, everyone hates Chelsea, and they'll talk about how they hate Chelsea, and that, that that's because we're good and they dislike us, and they sort of, you know, and they sort of almost in a weird, inadvertently respect us as, as a force to be reckoned with. So what? Let, let's not, you know, repay the favour by singing about our opponents in completely random games. You know, I feel like, like you said, if we're against Tottenham, if we're against Liverpool, then you know, give them a stick, have a laugh, the ban- banter. But when we're playing these um, games that don't involve either of these teams or none of these teams, let's sing about our players. That are, you know, let's just try and up their sort of game by you know we'll be super about Frankie and, Lampard next week it'll be next Wednesday week, it will yeah. well yeah exactly yeah yeah I mean I've got no problem singing about Lampard even if he's like, just because he's, he's coaching Chelsea boys up the road and stuff but for me that that, that, that could be one that we could still be singing about but what do you, you think know, about the two Chelsea boys playing for Derby during the next week what do you think well, that is a good or bad thing you know thing? what I mean, it's a really interesting debate, actually, because um, <laughs> not that I, I was, in, you know, I, I'm incredibly interested about people's positions on it, but I was a little bit of neither one or the other, really, in terms of whether we should let them play or not, because there's a, we've got a new coach who's trying to implement a new style, and he's never won a trophy, and Chelsea have been in a little bit of a delicate position these last season or two, so you completely understand, of, okay, Derby have just knocked out United, I know they're a bit of a mess at the moment but you know you'd almost forgive them to a degree like Mason Mount and Tamora they're playing in all these competitions regardless they're doing really well in terms of development one game missing out just to ensure our progress in a transitional season I'd have no problem with but also it's commendable to let them play and let them come up against us and let them be well received by the Chelsea fans so a bit of a sort of on the fence answer to you gentlemen I can't really say one or the other I would have been actually I would have been okay with either either outcome yeah and it's great it's great it's great that they're going there I couldn't get a ticket which is a bit of a bummer because of a you know, boys coming home. So I think they sold out pretty quickly. <laughs> but I'll, just, I'll certainly be watching at home with a with a few jars and Excellent looking stuff. forward to seeing Mason Mount. Excellent stuff, Yannick. Thank you for joining us, pal. Thank uh, Yannick, you, Yannick Island from the Yannick on Chelsea podcast, talking uh, all things uh, Chelsea and Marco Yanni. Uh, Eight fifteen. This last ball. The Fan Show on Love Sport with 7OTB.com. Play your way to one million pounds. This is Love Sport. Love Sport. I work for a spokesman said.com. We can help you save money on your home insurance. All you need to do is visit a spokesman said.com and find out if we can find you a better deal. Ian Stone's Comedy Breakfast on Love Sport. It's always quite fun, Europa League games, mainly because you get all the other f- the fans of uh, we got for tonight. We've got the fans of Vorskla Poltava will turn up, thousands of them will turn up. They've probably never seen electricity before. They'll be amazed by the floodlights and all sorts pointing at things. Make the magic stop, whatever they're doing, right? And <laughs> They'll turn up on a big horse and cart, covered in turnips. That's what they'll do. Sell them outside the ground and that'll pay for the tickets to get in. Weekdays from 6.30am. This 
is Love Sport. Love Sport with 7OTB.com. Play your way to £1 million. Yeah, this is Love Sport Radio. Chelsea! Yeah, that was just... That's just... Chelsea! Chelsea, 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 Chelsea,
he's kind of like the player for the grand occasion, and Chelsea need that yeah. right now because they're not getting anything else out of midfield. Because it's a big educational process, this whole business. Of and he's only, that way. and he's still only twenty-four, isn't he? You know, and he's back in the England side, and you know, I, I you know, fair play to Ruben Loftus Cheek last night for scoring that hat trick, and it'd be great if Sarri could accommodate him, you know, somewhere else in 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 the side, but. I would still pick Barkley. What did he say? He said he'd love to be able to pick 17 players. Well, you know, that's it. You know, he's kind of got fantasy football manager mentality, you know. So, and I'm holding Liam Twommy (laughs) to his words. (laughs) (laughs) About Hazard not starting on Sunday. Yeah. Because it's too cold in Burnley. But yes. Ross, Ross Barkley, do you, I mean, he he deserves his place in that. Absolutely, one hundred percent. There's how many options now? Count them up. One hundred percent options in, in midfield now. Six, you know, and six, I, I, I still, I still, I still disagree with Kante playing where he plays. I just don't get that. It's still not working. Well, out. In essence, Jorginho's replaced him in that well, position hasn't he because he's well, the he's the fulcrum isn't he he is but what I, don't, what I don't understand is why can't he be the fulcrum but five yards five yards further yeah, up the yeah, pitch yeah, yeah, and Kante protects the brittle back line yeah it's just bizarre I, I just don't understand it perhaps he's not used to playing that way because well, that doesn't fit in with his, uh, his plans it, try, is it not weird yeah, of course. You yeah, know, yeah. I mean, it's but like, as I say, it worked better in the Liverpool game because he he pressed further up, but he had players to deal did. with. Well, interestingly, I, was, I, was, I watched the Ita- one of the Italy games over the international break, and he was playing a lot further forward, um, and and he, you know, he was looking threatening. He had to hit the crossbar with a shot. You know, I just think I don't know. I, I just don't get it. I just do not get. So that. what? So Italy. Um, what Jorginho has played further forward is Play, he? For, yeah. Playing further forward, right? Uh, for Italy, then. Right. Yeah. You know. He's still doing. I mean, he's still doing all the Jorginho yeah, stuff. Yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. two hundred touches and all that yeah. malarkey. But I don't know. I, I just don't get it. Uh, would we like to offer our congratulations to Queen's Park Rangers? Have they just scored? Queen's Park Rangers and Tema Hemet. Oh, super hoopers. And can I just say what a brilliant finish it is. He takes it down, just brings it forward. Oh, my word. Slams it past the goal. It was, it was, no, Zwolik. It wasn't even Hemet. It was Zwolik. Pavel Zwolik uh, with the goal for uh, for QPR. QPR won. Aston Villa nil. Not looking like a great start for Dean Smith and uh, Villa have had JT. 75% so of the possession. So the, 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 the hoopers are creeping up the league now. They yeah. 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 They are. They certainly are. We'll take a short pause and on the way back. Go by we'll, train, go by we'll car, come and laugh at QPR. About Chelsea and Manchester Yeah. The Fans Show on Love Sport with 7OTB.com. Predict 7 to net a million. It's all in the name. Love Sport Radio. 
If you're a road cycling enthusiast, carinsuranceforcyclists.com rewards you when you get behind the wheel of your car. Your on-road cycling experience has made you more alert and road aware than the average car driver, and that deserves special attention. Let carinsuranceforcyclists.com source you the best car insurance deal, because good on two wheels means better on four. To find out how much you could save, call 0800 819 9319 and mention Love Sport Radio or visit carinsuranceforcyclists.com. Can you save money on your car insurance? Chris did with a little help from a spokesman said.com. Getting real people, real savings. I'm Chris from Leicestershire, a truck driver. I went on a spokesman set, which was very easy to use for an old kit like myself. And the £300 savings enabled me to take my granddaughter to Pontins on holiday. Find quotes from over 100 leading insurance providers at a spokesman said.com. Real people, real savings. Compare, switch and save with a spokesman said.com. Fighting for you, saving you money. 7bestbets.com If you are looking for good odds with a simple to use app, visit 7bestbets.com As a new customer you will receive great welcome offers We cover all sports as well as an online casino and full range of virtual sports If that's not enough regular customers benefit from loyalty bonuses too 7bestbets.com Please gamble responsibly Visit GamblerWare for more details Did you know that over a year, on average, us kids chomp through a whopping 19 bags of sugar? It's in everyday food and drinks. We may look fine on the outside, but too much sugar can lead to harmful fat on the inside that we can't see. This can cause serious diseases as we grow older, like type 2 diabetes, some cancers and heart disease. Protect us kids by making healthier choices. Download the free Food Scanner app from Change for Life. This is Love Sport. The fans show on Love Sport with 7OTB.com. Play your way to one million pounds. Yeah, Marco was telling us a story. I mean, he, he insisted on singing that ropey song before the break. Oh, something, right. something QPR. And he didn't actually tell us a good story. Go by train, go by car. No, the, that one. No, no, no. Q- T- T- tell us what actually yeah. happened at QPR. <laughs> what, in 1980? Yeah. Well, I, it was, uh, I think the game was played on... I think we, we always used to play them on either Boxing Day or New Year's Day. Yeah, I can't on, remember was which. A plastic pitch. But, 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 it, but it was one of those games over the festive period and, and I was going to Billy's nightclub after the game <laughs> and I was a new romantic at the time and I, yeah. I, I, I went to the game dressed I looked like Robin Hood I had green tights on but did you have a little hat with a feather in it Yes, and, who, who was and, and a, a fascinator? It was what, called. Ch- was it called a fascinator? <laughs> Chidge went as far as that. A, yes. a, a, a sexual. Uh, um, no, toy. it's what the no. ladies wear. At, oh, is ladies it? Oh, okay, wear at okay. Ladies' day. Yeah, right, 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 Chidge yeah. was far as tuck, wasn't yeah. he? Yeah, Chidge. He had, Chidge. A, he had a staff, didn't actually, he? Actually, he, he, he had a walking had, stick. He had yeah, the bit in the middle. You know, tonsure. It's called. Is it called a tonsure? Tonsure. What the bit? The bit in the middle of your head just misses. It's the shaven bit. Yeah, in the top there. Yeah. Chidge, Chidge was a, a punk rocker. Yes, he was just killing joke and all that lot. Yes. You know, yeah, he was very keen on it. I want to see the Tom Robinson band in... I ne- saw them as well, yeah. Tomorrow night. you seen them tomorrow night? In, in QPR land. Really? Yeah, they're around the, there, the bush. 
Bush Hall, yeah. Bush Hall. He plays there, doesn't he? Bush Hall. Isn't that down the Oxbridge Road? That's where they play. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm, 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 I remember saying. It's, it's you don't know, know what we're talking about. I haven't about, got an ab- You haven't got a Scooby Doo ever. Never you? too late. You know that one? You haven't got a Scooby-Doo. Yeah, anyway, uh, let's Three, talk. Three, five, seven, nine. About Alvaro Morata. Yeah, who was oh, number nine? Please. Number 29. Why he was he number nine. A, he's going to change his number to 39, a, isn't he? Like the bus. You mean the one that they've... Do you know what we were talking about? We were talking about the strike problem at Chelsea the other night, before the Batay game, and we were saying... Basically, if Chelsea are planning to sign any striker, they should go through like a, a Bush Tucker trial before they come to Chelsea, which involves running through a muddy field, <laughs> having h- hoses of cold water sprayed on them, <laughs> being chased by large hairy yeah, men. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Just to see if pull their shorts down. The constitution to be a Chelsea striker. I think I think uh, they they did a a, a huge due diligence I can't speak due diligence on um, on uh, Kepa. I think that was done with his character and uh, didn't, and his, uh, and, didn't and his he pull off an extraordinary one one handed save? save. He was offside though, wasn't it? I know it was offside. Didn't matter though, did it? But I know. G- given the fact he he had yeah. absolutely nothing to do. That's right. And That's and right. it was just like. Yeah, he did. He did. Stuck it was almost as if he was just—he was about to just pat the ball down and pick it up and for yeah. to throw it out. It was like a kind of basketball thing, wasn't it? You're right. He did seventy-five did. million. But they, they obviously did. They, they really checked into everything with him. You think they would do the same with with Morata, who um, I, once again I don't get the fact that when he came to the club, he, he all the little flicks and things he did, the headers were fantastic. But but it was six goals in the first six games, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. And everybody was, uh, me included, was going, "Oh yeah, you know." <laughs> Peter Osgood, Peter I thought Osgood, he was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, God, this is it. And then, and then the cold weather came, yeah. and he got backache. <laughs> it all sounds familiar, doesn't it? The rainy season. And then he came back and he scored a hat trick at Stoke, and that was the end. That was him. Yeah. You know, I mean, Ruben Loftus Cheek scored more goals in thirty minutes last night, or as many goals in thirty minutes last night as Giroud and Morata have scored. Between them all season. He can't continue with Morata, surely. Well, he's going to play on Sunday, isn't he? Unless my much-touted experiment... What with what with well, Loftus-Cheek in the middle, he won't Loftus play Loftus-Cheek as no. a roving... Well, no, but it, well, I can't wait until he does start playing... Um, I don't know, uh, they're talking about... William, it'll be William uh, Pedro and... Uh, and Hazard, but not Hazard as a false nine. I keep talking about this every week, practically. We just as a he's just another forward. In the same way that Liverpool don't have a centre forward, essentially they've got the, just the three very quick runners. Mm. Salah is a is a kind of inside right who just wanders in. Yeah, yeah. And uh, and then you've got Mane, who's like a winger, and they've got the three up, are just unbelievably speedy and athletic. Mm. And uh, and of which Morata and Giro neither neither of them are speedy or athletic. Well, he's kind of speedy, but he he. he I think I think Giroud kind of you know, holds the ball we, won, up well. we, we won the FA Cup yeah. because we signed Giroud yeah. right? that's the way I view yeah, that yeah. like you know so great but you know <sighs> he, I don't know he's just like a 
cart horse, isn't he? Really? I mean, well, I tell you, he was very holds the ball up, very ball. cart horse like last night. Yeah. I mean, you thought the opportunity there, he would have scored several goals, but you know, they were so on top all the time. Yeah, I, I don't know. Uh, chaps, we're going to go and we're going to get the opposition view next. We've got uh, Chris Bowden, sports editor uh, of the Burnley Express, joining us. He's going to help us preview the fixture at the weekend. We'll get the opposition view next on our sport. The Fans Show on Love Sport with 7OTB.com. Predict seven results. Win seven figures. Love Sport. The cat's out of the bag. And PC's gone mad. Patrick Christie's has been from the streets of Syria to the galleries of the government. And now he's gracing the airwaves. Giving meaning to the term face for radio. Patrick Christie's, bringing his unique take on all the latest in sports and current affairs to your lunchtime. PC Gone Mad. Weekdays from midday on Love Sport. The Odds with 7 Best Bets. Please gamble responsibly. Hi, it's Liam from 7bestbets.com. I've got an accumulator for you today. Brighton to beat Wolves, Liverpool to beat Cardiff, Leicester beat West Ham, Chelsea beat Burnley, Arsenal beat Palace and Man United to beat Everton. A tenner on the six-fold lets you £326.72p. Those are the odds with 7bestbets.com. The Odds with 7 Best Bets. Please gamble responsibly. We've all got one and we're not afraid to put it on display. Our opinions, that is. Share yours now at Love Sport Radio on Twitter or call us 0208 70 20 558. Love Sport Radio, your fan station. Love Sport, 558 AM. The Fans Show on Love Sport with 7OTB.com. Predict 7 to net a million. The Opposition View on Love Sport. Yep, time to get the Opposition View from Chris Bowden, sports editor for the Burnley Express. How are you, Chris? I'm good, thanks, you? Yeah, very well, thanks, pal. Thanks for uh, for coming on and joining us this evening. What's it been like for you? Obviously, you know, a short trip into Europe for, for, for Burnley so far this season. Um, it didn't really... I don't, I don't think they scaled the, the, the lofty heights they expected to. Maybe they expected to go a bit further ahead into the group stages. Um, but it's been a mixed start to the season as well in, in, in terms of the league. What do you make of it? Yeah, that's probably a fair way to describe it, to be honest. It's been yeah, a very mixed bag so far. But, uh, yeah, you look at the European uh, scenario and the, the way the draw panned out in qualifying, I think uh, sort of round on round, Burnley probably got the toughest draw they could have got on each occasion. you got Aberdeen that, uh, you know, you can talk all day about the quality of the SPL and, uh, and the Premier League, but uh, when you put a, a Scottish side up against an English side, it's... Uh, it changes the dynamic somewhat, and they, you know, Aberdeen were. I thought they were fabulous in both legs and give Burnley a real, uh, real tough test. But you come through that, then you get probably the toughest draw again. Uh, Basak Shearer, I think, uh, will be uh, gracing the Champions League uh, in the not too distant future. And then Olympiakos, you know, they're 40, 44 time Greek champions with all their, uh, all their pedigree and history. And uh, yeah, I mean, it's over 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 the two games, it was. Uh, no, not as much in it as the score the score line might have suggested. But I think the players were disappointed not to get to that group stage. We almost felt like uh, like they weren't in it. But combining that with the start of the Premier League, uh, they came on on, you know, on the back of Istanbul to have to go to Fulham on the Sunday. Uh, uh, sorry, to have to go to Southampton, and on the back of uh, Ath- uh, Athens to go to uh, 
to Fulham. So, you know, you factor that in. It's you know, it's, it's familiar for Chelsea and clubs like that, but it's not familiar for Burnley and uh, sort of disrupted the start of the season somewhat. What was changed from last season? Obviously, everyone was, you know, full applauds for for Sean Dyche, Burnley, the way they carried the, themselves, the way they played football, and and they were thought as you, you know, the sort of standout club, if you like, of of the previous campaign. What's changed? Not a lot, to be honest. I mean, you, could, you could probably point to, uh, you know, maybe didn't didn't add uh, significantly in the transfer window, sort of, uh, you know, one, wanted at least two or three more bodies than, than they got. You know, they, they got three over the line, got them all in in the last week of the window, which uh, wasn't ideal. And, and when you look at what they did add, you know, they brought in, you know, a 75 cap England goalkeeper to add two two England goalkeepers that they had. So, you know, it's debatable whether they strengthen that one position. Obviously, as a, as a group of goalkeepers, it's a, it's a solid group. It's a, you know, they added, uh, you know, the championship's top goal scorer that they had done the previous summer. Uh, Chris, in, why, why did they do that when they've got Heaton? Heaton's a really good goalkeeper. I, and Pope. Yeah. <laughs> I don't understand yeah, what, what that was all about. I don't... Uh, yeah, I mean, Hart's obviously, actually, he's, he's looking really good. But um, nonetheless, it just seems a bizarre thing to have done. We did, did come out of left field, that one, to be fair. But, yes, you say, I mean, Tom, Tom Heaton had played since September uh, 2017. It, you know, it was just a quirk of fate, really. He played at Preston in pre-season on the Monday night, the uh, the Monday before the, the, the first European game at Aberdeen, and, and did his calf. Now, had he played against Aberdeen, you know, and things might have been different. But you know, Nick Pope had you know only come back from the uh, the World Cup, you know, a week or so before, ended up being pitched in against Aberdeen. Then he dislocates his shoulder. Then all of a sudden, you've uh, you know both goalkeepers. Uh, you know, obviously Pope out for a longer spell, but you know, I mean, Tom Tom was out for a good few weeks on the back of that, and the for the for the price, really. You know, he's younger than Tom Tom Heaton, uh, Joe Hart at thirty one, yeah, seventy five so, yeah. England caps. You know, uh, you know, three and a half four million pound. It, it's yeah, it's a bit of a no brainer, really. But then you're going to end up with the three. You know, though Nick Pope's going to be fit sort of December time, and you're going to have all three sort of. Uh, you know, three, three, three into one doesn't go, does it? Um, is uh, ch- who should Chelsea look out for? Is Vokes in form at the moment, or uh, I mean, I'm a fan of Wood. I thought Wood played marvellously last year. Yeah, I mean, he's. Uh, I mean, obviously, Vokes got uh, got a couple of goals the opening day at Chelsea last season, and uh, pretty much. Oh yeah, that was know, the not, infamous not... opening game of the season, wasn't <laughs> yeah. it? Of course, yeah. Yeah, but but not, probably, I mean. But, through no fault of his own, ended up uh, out of the side when they, uh, they signed Wood a few, uh, you know, a few days after that game. Uh, as you say, Wood did all right, but probably missed sort of three months of the season, all told through injury, and uh, oh, he? Uh, finished with double figures. Ashley Barnes's development over over last season, but uh, say Volks have started the season uh, ever so well. You know, he's, uh, he's three goals in four games if you count the one for Wales uh, against Spain in the friendly the other week and. Uh, yeah, so signed the new the new contract today. Uh, you know, to, to reward him for that form. But uh, is, is Vidra the, the doing well? Is Vidra doing well? He, he's, 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 a, he's, he's a decent player. He's been in. You know, it fits and starts really because uh, you know people watch watch Burnley. They sort of deviate between like a four four one one with an attacking midfielder as, as you know in the hole, or Vidra has played in the hole. But uh, he's not really had the opportunity. To sign really so far, Vidra. But uh, probably the biggest deal for Burnley is that uh, they got Stephen Defoe 
back fit last Saturday, played at Manchester City. It was his first league game since January. Uh, and Robbie Brady's come through uh, two 90 minutes uh, behind closed doors and uh, he'll, he'll be in the squad Sunday as well. You know, both have been record signings and, and absolutely in, you know, integral to, to you know, Burnley finishing seventh last season. Will Bardsley be playing, do you think? No, I'll be very surprised. You know, Matt, Matt Lowton, uh, sort of, again, it was one of those, with, with, with the rotation, he ended up, Bosley played ever so well, having been rotated into the side to play against Olympiacos in the second leg, did ever so well, kept his place in the side for it for a spell, but Lowton's the better option in that area, and uh, yeah, I'd expect him to, to continue on Sunday. He scored a few goals against Chelsea Bardsley for his various <laughs> teams. I think when, even yeah, when they've been losing, I think uh, the teams have been playing for. He always seems to pop up and score. So So how do you think? What, how do you think they'll set up against Chelsea on Sunday? I think pretty similar to how they did at Manchester City. But I mean, Aaron Lennon's had the doctors to see him today. He's uh, a bit of a bit of a sickness bug. Uh, so. You know, with Brady being fit again, I, you know, I wouldn't be surprised to see Brady start in in place of Lennon, and otherwise this side be uh, unchanged from Manchester City. And how do, how do you see? Um, I mean, who who are you looking at from sort of a Chelsea perspective that could do some damage against Burnley? Because obviously, you know, we, these chaps talk about you know someone like Alvar Morata, who's who's I mean, you know, out of form naturally. Um, well, he's been out of form for how long? Uh, 18, two, months. Two Eight, 18 months to two years so I mean who, who are you looking at as a danger man for Chelsea uh, to be brutally honest I mean, obviously the, the, you know, the manager's changed and the, you know, the style of play sort of you know, evolved a bit under, the, under, under Sarri but uh, I thought Chelsea were as good a side as Burnley played uh, last season in, in, the, in the turf war fixture towards uh, what was sort of March time around that time when uh, he, he played uh, Giroud and uh, Malata as a, as a two and the, I thought they were devastating on the night. They sort of combined really well. So Maratta missed a, a, a sister during the second. I think that half, performance took up us by surprise as well. Actually, the way yeah. they've been playing, he seemed to uh, get his mojo back. Old uh, Conte that night. I think he he probably was. Uh, he, he he said something positive about the board as well for a change. <laughs> <laughs> but if you look, I mean, like Victor Moses was. Uh, he always seems to have a bit of fun against Burnley, but it's, you know, it's debatable whether he'll, he won't uh, get in. He he'll won't be get involved, in. Yeah. No, no. So I mean, no, you. you, you you can look at every name on the team sheet. It's uh, you know, Jorginho is obviously uh, you know a, a, a fabulous talent, isn't he? You know, to, to yeah, yeah, brilliant. Yeah, move yeah. Kante further forward and so on and so forth. It's, uh, yeah, I think what will happen is I think you'll have Chelsea will have a large amount of possession, and it'll be a question of how you uh, deal with it on the break, actually, because that appears to be the pattern. Because uh, Chelsea seem to occupy, they they just press full stop and uh, non-stop and uh, and occupy the. Uh, um, the other half, you know, the opposite half that they're yeah, in. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, I think that's it's often where I mean, Burnley. You know, it's one of them. One of them sides. Like you, you look at Leicester's success. They're a better side when they they've got less possession. You know, if they can sort of break it up yeah, by yeah, the bench yeah, yeah. or a, a, you know similar sort of setup. But uh, they, you know, not not blessed with blistering pace on the counter attack or that sort of thing. They think you know, sometimes success by winning it. Uh, winning it high and going from there really but so you've got to get high up the pitch to, to begin with as they, uh, they struggled to do against uh, Manchester City last week who uh, 
well with, without really getting out of first, first gear. I think they're, but I think they're the, they're the best team in the division, don't you think? I think it's uh, oh, yeah, very yeah. tricky for anybody else to to, to stay, game, stay with them. Again, though, isn't it? You know, they, they bring you know, Marles comes in and uh, you know was was fabulous. Yeah, you know, yeah. came on for the last yeah. half an hour and Sterling didn't even get a kick. Yeah. <laughs> Can I ask you a question about Sean Dyche? Um, I'm always intrigued by the fact that at the end of every game he has no voice, and because uh, um, clearly he's been he's been just belting out, he's been bellowing all the way through the game. Does, do they actually? We were talking about whether anybody pays any attention to to the managers. Do the players actually pay attention to him? Because he really does. You know, he's he's when he's interviewed afterwards, he's it's all you know. You just think oh, I can't understand a word he's saying. To uh, sounds before the game. That's sounds during the game. After the game, that's just his voice. <laughs> it's his voice, is it? <laughs> Gravel voiced, yeah, yeah. But uh, no, he's he's, uh, he's been first rate. Yeah, six six years this month since he arrived, and I think a lot of people back then, you know, the, the Eddie Howard gone back to Bournemouth. So yeah. sort of, uh, you've gone from sort of one brand of football. They were top scorers in the championship and uh, conceded more than anyone else. Do you worry, do you worry about do you worry about yeah. losing him? Because uh, I remember when when Mourinho was coming under pressure, um, he was linked, wasn't he? Yeah, about a month ago, when when the Mourinho thing kicked off, Dyche was one of the names. You know, when they were touting, oh, you need an English manager in there, blah blah blah. <laughs> I mean, I, I don't know why not. In my but I think he's a great manager. Do you, do you worry about losing him and what might happen if you lost him? Do you know, it's, it's an interesting one because you're sort of looking at this time last year when uh, say Leicester lost the manager, uh, Everton lost the manager, and a lot of speculation about him, and neither had an official approach for him. And you sort of you were looking at the time and thinking, well, where does he go? Because you, you're looking at the sort of natural step up from a Burnley would have been to a West Brom, to a Stoke, maybe to a Leicester, maybe, you know, maybe Everton's that sort of in between. You know that you know the step up to the to the top six, the big six, if you will, and uh, you know obviously you know Stoke and West Brom got relegated. Leicester, you know, appointed Puel and Everton. You know, they, I think there was a, a a touch of snobbery in that, and ultimately, you know, they wanted silver and ended up with Allardyce, and they've gone gone back for silver. But you know, Burnley had just beaten Everton at Goodison with a twenty-four pass goal. And I think we yeah. sort of perceived him to be a bit a bit long ball, so. Probably the, the, the thing is, you know, where is his, the natural fix? I don't see one of the top six employing him. So I don't, you know, Burnley were seventh last year. So <laughs> I, I mean, what, what, why, why wouldn't he? Why, I mean, he's obviously happy there. I mean, it'd just be like, it'd be good for him to stay there, wouldn't it? It would, yeah. I mean, it's. But he wouldn't have no, any trouble going anywhere else, would he? I mean, he's a chairman. Yeah, well, no, but it's like, where, 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 where would he go? Yeah. This is the thing. So you know, like you know, wolves have wolves have a you know a name manager. The jobs all go to overseas coaches, don't they? Yep, precisely, precisely. So his, his, his options are uh, fairly limited really, when you when you look at it. Because I see, I just I just don't see you know if one of the top six you know do, does does get rid of a manager, they'll, they'll go for a you know a big name big name foreign manager, I mm. imagine. So, what do you think its score's going to be on Sunday, then, Chris? I would, well, talking about this week, this week I, I could see it being similar to uh, see that that game again last season at Turf Moor, where where Chelsea are, are, are dominant. You know, they obviously bossed the ball and chances, and uh, but Burnley will make, you know try and make life difficult, but ultimately probably still lose two one. I think. 
Brilliant stuff, Chris. Thank you for joining us. Chris Bowden, sports Thanks, Chris, editor for the Burnley Express. Uh, enjoy Burnley the game Express. on uh, on Sunday. We're going to take a short pause, and on the way back, we're going to give you our mini preview to that game. Love sport with 7OTB.com. Predict seven results. Win seven figures. From Adams Park to Wembley, we've got it covered. Love Sport Radio. When looking for the best possible deal for his car insurance, Jim went on the spokesmansaid.com and saved hundreds. I'm Jim. I'm a radio presenter based in Glasgow. I couldn't believe how expensive the car insurance for our Citroen C4 Picasso was going to be from my existing insurer. I went on a spokesman said and saved an incredible £600. Just amazing. Signing up to a spokesman said, best thing I could have done. Find quotes from over 100 leading insurance providers at a spokesman said.com. Getting real people, real savings. Compare, switch and save with a spokesman said.com. 7bestbets.com If you are looking for good odds with a simple to use app, visit 7bestbets.com As a new customer you will receive great welcome offers We cover all sports as well as an online casino and full range of virtual sports If that's not enough regular customers benefit from loyalty bonuses too 7bestbets.com Please gamble responsibly Visit Gamblerware for more details the Lord's Tavners, the leading disability youth cricket charity in the UK, is all about giving young people a sporting chance. There are lots of events you can get involved in over the coming months, from the Lady Tavners Christmas Lunch with Jimmy Tarbuck to the Christmas Carol Concert featuring Joanna Lumley. The charity continues to raise millions and last year alone donated over 40 minibuses to schools and clubs and provided over 3,900 cricket coaching sessions. Visit lordtavners.org to find out more information and how you can get involved. One point. Seven seconds. It's over in a flash. This is the average view time of a video ad on a mobile device. Money worth spent, don't you think? Mark Pritchard, chief brand officer of Procter & Gamble, the world's biggest advertiser, has said that digital ads are annoying people with too much frequency. So, digital media, stick your algorithms up your... Anyway, radio is different. The average listener tunes in for over 21 hours every week. Your potential customers are listening right now. Grow your business with Love Sport Radio. 558 AM. Love Sport. The Fan Show on Love Sport with 7OTB.com. Play your way to £1 million. Yeah, we're so. back on your go on. I know you're desperate oh, to say, say. it. Oh, no, 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 not say. that, not that. Oh, all right, darling, say. can I have Ireland steam pudding and scraps, please? I don't understand what you're saying. I'm from up north. That's what I want to eat on Sunday. Oh, my Holland steamed pudding, <laughs> gravy, <laughs> gravy. <laughs> all the northern gravy. boys love gravy, gravy, and scraps. Yeah, Do you have peas with that? No. Mushy. Please. Mushy. No. Chips and gravy. No. You're being very, very, this is really unfair. I know. Yeah. But he, Marco, uh, Marco actually said. made a point just as we're about to come back on air that 558 AM means something. Two minutes to six. It's actually, I've never morning. actually thought of it like that before. It is. This is Love Sport Radio, two minutes to six. Two minutes to six in the morning. Yeah. There you go. Yeah, yeah. 558 AM. So um, what do we reckon about Sunday then, guys? Morata to start. 
Oh, please, no. <laughs> well, he will, though, won't no, he? I don't no, no, I tell you, th- this is, gets back to my point oh, that Sarri yeah. is actually quite a conservative manager. He doesn't throw caution to the wind. Well, why, wait, he doesn't why play Giroud? I suppose the youth. Himself any favours. And Giroud didn't get substituted, did and he? And he's quite inflexible in his system. Yeah. Is that youth as in YOOF? Yeah. Y-O-U-F. Yeah, well, like, you know, Hudson Adoy, why didn't he get a start? You know, all the... I mean, it's like but a standing joke now, isn't it? That the only way to see Chelsea players play 90 minutes, Chelsea youth players play 90 minutes at Stamford Bridge is to hope they get a loan move and get drawn in the cup <laughs> against Chelsea and we give them permission to play. <laughs> but I thought... Um, uh, uh, I, I, I think you tweeted about it when it got to 3-0 I was saying he'll bring Hudson Adoy on only, exactly. when, only when it's 3-0 and he did and he did that's exactly oh, no. what he did you know, I was <laughs> saying that to people around me at the time yeah, yeah, the yeah. trouble with Hudson Adoy is, is you know he, he had a go and he looks good and he runs at people yeah. but he then did one of those things where but then uh, so he, does everyone, it's everyone else. else and he's 17 yeah, and he, he passed the ball back I on know. one occasion from well into the uh, opposition know. half all the way back to yeah. to uh, the fullback, and you just go, okay, well, you know, you're not willing exactly. to take the player on. You're, exactly. you're 17. Exactly. Yeah. And you know, I mean, the, 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 all the pre-season hubbub about Hudson Adoy, myself included, got swept along by it. And then we played Man City in the Community Shield, and he was terrified of com- even attempting to, right. to go was. past Carl Walker, was. which was. Ludicrous, <laughs> but nevertheless, that's what happened, yeah. and that's why he doesn't get picked. Yeah, but he will. But he will. Oh, he will. Hopefully, he yeah. will. But I think he needs to go and go on loan for a couple of years. Of course, he does. And having yeah. had the opportunity to to, to even see man. what, and also to see how Sarri. I think it's good that he's been there because you see, he sees how Sarri plays. Yeah, but the thing he is, he'll go idea. away for a couple of years, and Sarri won't be the well, manager. So we, we know that, and that, and that is, and that. And that, and that, J.K., <laughs> is the fundamental yes, problem. Yes. But you think that Frank Lampard no will be manager continue. by then? I do, yeah. I'm, I'm absolutely convinced. I, I reckon Nuno, Nuno's going to be a future Chelsea manager. Nuno? What? Nuno Espirito Santo. I like him because he, he, he looks a bit sort of edgy, doesn't he? He reminds you of Mourinho, doesn't he, when he first started? Yeah. He's, got, he just, he's such a carbon copy of Mourinho when he first, first came out into the Premier League. It's the Portuguese But thing, But, yeah. but he, he was a player, wasn't he? And I think, I genuinely believe he's a now... He's a backup he? goalkeeper. Yeah, yeah. I genuinely believe that Mourinho's lack of... Uh, social group. No, no, well, that as well. <laughs> but the, the fact that he never played the game to any standard... I think he has a credibility problem with a lot of players when the going gets tough, and I think that's been the root of his problems. Do you think Wenger had that problem as well, then? Mm, not really, because I, I think Wenger just stuck to his task, didn't he? I mean, he, he was just like a... Well, so he, he, he wasn't willing but, to have but a d- go d- at d- Don't forget, Brian Clough at Leeds United going on, what was it, 234 goals and 274 appearances, and the Leeds lot laughed him out of there. Well, yeah. Dirty lead. Dirty leads. Dirty leads. I hope they come up, because I, I like going to Leeds. Yes, that's that my is. Manchester, though. Oh, is it? That's my, oh, man- man- that's my Manchester. Manchester. Man- Salford. 
I, I don't like the, the, the Tottenham hatred because you know I'm old enough to What's remember that the, do the dirty Leeds. No, you're talking about Leeds suddenly. Oh yeah. And and I I, I enjoyed doing that. We all hate Leeds and Leeds and we all hate Leeds and. I just think Leeds, Leeds Chelsea Leeds against Leeds is a great fixture. It's one of the great fixtures, and it's just not been played often enough in. I went to the, the, the League Cup. Years. The League Cup. Um, yeah, I went match. to that. Yeah. In fact, there's a little Gate Seventeen video on YouTube. Is there? Yes, I'm, I'm not in it though. Look. I arrived at half time. No, did you? Yeah, because I was working late and I got the train yeah. up. And, uh, just we, we were kettled. Yeah, we were, by weren't the we? Constabulary. We were kettled. How, 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 how are we going to see this one going then, chaps? Let's what, have a Sunday. Credo, yeah. I think I think Burnley might actually score. Because it'll be cold and snowy. Yeah, and also it probably will be very cold. Yeah, yeah, I think we'll win 2-1. Yeah, I think he was right. I think uh, what Chris said there, I think. Yeah, they're difficult to play against. And And dare I say it, I think we might suffer an injury or two Uh, to a key player that is going to change the shape of... Things to come, maybe. Thank you very much, Marco. Thank you very much, uh, uh, JK. Thank you for joining us. This is Jotable Radio with your Chelsea fan show. Love Sport with 7OTB.com. Predict seven results. Win seven figures. Love Sport. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNuggets share boxes ready to go. Your mate's already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times.